The Big Light presents Hello, I'm Sean McDonald and you're listening to Blethered on the Big Light Network. My guest is adult entertainment worker and businesswoman, Tosh. Tosh works on adult TV shows as well as running two other successful businesses in Scotland as well as other content creation online. We talk about how Tosh ended up in the adult world and some of the misconceptions around the business itself. We reflect on her journey and how she worked to gain complete control and autonomy in a very unpredictable industry. And we chat about therapy and how it can benefit you even when you maybe don't realise that it's taking place. And as always, there's plenty more. If you enjoy this episode, feel free to share it. This episode is brought to you by Debt Experts Don't Fret About Debt. If you're struggling with debt and you would like a free chat with an impartial advisor to discuss your options or to see how you can lower your monthly repayments towards debt, then visit don'tfretaboutdebt.net forward slash blethered. You can also listen to my episode with Don't Fret About Debt Senior Debt Advisor Tommy Gallagher where we discuss taking back control of your debt and the various solutions available. Don't Fret About Debt offer all statutory debt solutions in Scotland helping you to make an informed choice. So take the first step to dealing with your debt today. Free advice is also available from the Money Advice Service. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it. Cheers. Right, much to my shame. I don't remember how we first met. Do you know what? Right, well, I think what happened was you'd put a post out on Twitter. No, 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 I do remember. Do you? Do right, you? I do I remember. forgot until someone mentioned right. it to me the other day and I was like, oh yeah. Who, who mentioned it to you? Jamie. Right, okay. Uh, good memory for him. So, correct me if I'm wrong, I was in, and this was years ago, Yeah. I was in Costa in Brayhead. Yep. And, and next, and the woman who served me was so lovely that I tweeted Costa saying, I've got a wee bit of a sort of inverted complaint, like I want to highlight somebody who was lovely, because mm-hmm. she was so nice to me, and I said, and you sh- you have to actually give her recognition, and it was your auntie. And Manny, yeah, and I was like, oh my God, that's, I don't know who you're talking about. Did, uh, she, did she ever know that? I'd... Yeah, because I sent it to her. What yeah. did she say? Just because I, I don't think she knew who you were, so nah. you know, she's not really. I don't, I wasn't like doing any of this work at that point. I think this was back maybe 2018, 20, probably, yeah. probably. So, but so I hadn't even, I was, I wasn't the podcasting heavyweight, <laughs> 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 Jolton, by the way. Um, um, but yeah, that's yeah, and then I think we've just kind of spoke since then. That's so funny. Um, and it was at that point I kind of then was like, oh, this is an. an Unusual type of work that this person does. It's not entirely common. I mean, I'll let well, you... It's more common now. Yeah, I suppose so. Back then, maybe not. No. Um, not when I first started, it wasn't really... Bef- before we get into the ins and outs and start to peel it back and stuff. So I hate saying these words, but let's go back to the beginning oh. of, of that point or that process and journey in, in your life. Like, I tell you what, if you can tell the listener what you do now, and then we'll loop it back and see it and go through that chronologically. So I am classed as a sex worker, really, like an adult worker, mm. even though I don't really, cla- I don't really, you know why I don't really class it as that, is I explain kind of what my journey with it is. Yeah. But I do that, plus I've got like two other businesses and yeah, I'm just pretty all over the place. We'll, we'll get into your other businesses, one of which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I absolutely love it. It's we'll, good. We'll get into that. Um, right, okay, so what, what would, let's, so would it have been 2013? Is that when you... Uh, um, so I'm just trying to think my age, if I actually say my age, so probably when I was 19, 20. Right, okay. So... However long ago, what was the, what was the first step? What prompts you to start doing it and oh. what did you do? Right, straight into the dark stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was actually in a really abusive relationship. Right. So physically and uh, mentally. And I I seen that as a way out of that. I mean, you'd think that a lot of people would think that maybe something like that would drive someone to, because people just assume that it's broken people or whatever mm. that do that kind of work and it's not. But I use that as a way out of it. So basically... Um, my ex, who, yeah, um, I don't really want to hang him, but he, um, he'd actually, his dad had, um, was in hospital 
right. uh, like the RAH, and he'd never really known his dad. So he ended up going to visit him at the hospital. A woman had contacted him and said, I think I'm your sister. Your dad's in a hospital. And I was like, oh, that's such a good opportunity. Like, on you go. So I had nights free. So at this time, everything was in my name. So the house was in my name, his phone contract, the car, the kit. Everything was because he was like, blacklisted so he couldn't really get anything so it was harder for me to then get away from that because right. if I was to leave everything still I couldn't make him leave so you know yeah. everything was coming out of me so that's one of the reasons I couldn't get out and I we'd watched a program on like and back then it was like just women sitting on the couch on the phones like older women just like do you know what I mean talking just to things you. like babe station so guys, yeah but not even that the program I think watch was like older women just sitting in the afternoon in the house coach just talking to guys on the phone I was like I could totally I could do that so yeah. when he was out at night I seen this as an opportunity for me to try and make extra money on my laptop um, that he wouldn't know about essentially so mm -hmm. it would give me a bit of extra money so I could just maybe pay off things quickly and then I could go Um and it was, see when I think about it, it's so embarrassing. Like, I didn't obviously want people to know what I was doing. So at the mm -hmm. time, like, I wore like a red wig, <laughs> right? And it right. just, it looked like a wig and it was just, oh, it was horrible. And um, I would just sit there and at the time wouldn't like, um, get, you wouldn't get naked or anything. I wouldn't like do anything like that. It was mm -hmm. just more talking to Chatting. people. Talk, yeah. And that I'd done that for a while. And then one of the times I think he came home early from the hospital and smashed my laptop up, smashed, oh. like, cut, so I've still got scars on my hand from it. It was just a bit. But then when I kind of explained it more, and it was obviously extra money, which obviously benefited him mm -hmm. in a sense, he kind of got around, but I had to do it, like, when he was in then, so another room or... And then I just kind of fell away from it for a yeah. bit because it just wasn't really... Yeah. That's why I didn't... Do you know what I mean? It was like, it's a kind of extreme thing. You know, I didn't just like decide I want to be, I want to do that. You know, mm -hmm. it was like, and then it was seen as like easy money, which it's not easy money. Yeah, we're going to talk about that easy money thing. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's um, all right. To, to tell that part of the story, because it is kind of, it's like a, a very, I suppose, a prominent part of the origin story, but I, I appreciate it must be quite difficult to kind of mm -hmm. go back to that place. I actually thought that, I actually thought that none of that stuff bothered me anymore. Yeah. Because um, I've never really thought about it. See, so when I left, I left. I actually done like a flip without me even knowing and I just left. Yeah. Um, and I thought that stuff doesn't bother me. You know, that doesn't bother me. And then when I spoke to you two weeks ago hmm. and you we were talking and you asked me about it and I had to think about it and I'm like, I've maybe not kind of processed dealt with that stuff properly and that's... It's, it's, it's a kind of self preservation or self-protection mechanism at time, isn't it? times isn't it to kind of compartmentalise sort of traumatic memories and experiences and kind of tuck it away and just move on and then it's probably when that when it yeah. is brought back up you're kind of confronted with the uh, the difficulty yeah. of it because that whole time that's some whole small sausage thing and all that whole time was just a, like a crazy I still want to hear see when story. I see when I'm thinking about it like because I have been thinking about it I'm just like what the fuck like what was that all about? Do you know what I mean? That yeah. whole part of my life, um, yeah. So you, just... you've managed, you've managed to get away. Yeah. Um, I suppose. Do you know what? Actually, because I have get, I've get loads of questions. Yeah. On the phones, chatting to guys, you said something really interesting recently. That it's not all hypersexualized chat. It's that, really not. That it can be people that are a wee bit, and it see then that then shifts the sort of paradigm through which I see things because you usually go oh it's sort of CD guys or whatever yeah. but th it's, it's a lot more multifaceted than that isn't it it's not yeah and the more you say that I'm thinking about it, like oh god maybe people just don't want to sleep with me like do you know what I mean like kind of thing but it's for me there is the calls um, but they're not um, definitely for me they're not and they're actually the harder calls to take the ones that are not sexual mm -hmm. for me you know it's like sometimes it's easier do you feel like you start to humanise them a lot more because you're like oh this is just a person yeah and I've got like so I've got regulars that I've had this whole time you know and so I've actually got like a we're we're friends if that makes sense yeah, like no. we are we're, we're friends obviously when you think about the whole money side of all that but you know I can tell you about their whole life you know yeah it's 
Because like I, I'm not being facetious when I say this, but are there not cheaper, easier ways for these people to to make or to have that sort of connection? So then I suppose it reflects on you as a person that mm-hmm. they kind of find that in you. I think it's because I'm not nosy, but I like. So this is hard for me today because inquisitive. I yeah, because I hate I hate talking about myself. It mm. just yeah, I don't like doing it. But I like to grill other people <laughs> and I like to show interest in other people's yeah. lives. You know, so I can quite happily just sit there and ask, and that fascinates me. And I don't yeah. like people asking about me. Is is there any particular reason you don't like people asking? Is that been circumstantial that that's happened, or are you just no, is that just you naturally? No, I just like I don't like to be the centre of attention I don't like to be which is kind of weird because you would maybe think that's yeah there's a smile coming across my face as you say that yeah you would maybe think I think people just assume that I'm really confident and I'm in in your face and I just want to be do you know what I mean seen but that's not um, the case and I'm quite happy to just let other people like yeah I get so nervous yeah I think Anybody looking at the type of work that you do mm-hmm. um, and what has to go with that, like in terms of material and content, the supposition would be this is a person who wants to be at mm-hmm. the centre of attention. But if that is actually at odds with your real personality, so would you do you then think that when you do your job, is it like it's a role you're putting on a hat or you're putting on like a, a costume, so say. to speak? Yeah, I, yeah. Like, do you think yeah, it is? Uh, kind of, yeah, because that's something I can set, like I can be on. I, like any times I've been on TV, I can sit and and I know there's people watching me and I'm much more like the phone goes and I can take that call, no bother. But if you want me to pick up the phone to you tomorrow, mm. I'll, I'll struggle because I don't know, it's just... Would you then slip into that type of... And I know we, we discussed the term and alter ego is probably a bit extreme, but in a sense... It's kind of like that, and it's more putting on a cloak of like yeah. protection. Do you, like, would you ever do that in real life? Do you I, think, right, I I'm do. going to put. Do yeah, so I do. So, if there's any situation, I feel as if I need to walk into a room or can I even get out of the car or something, see if I'm feeling a wee bit, mm. I'll just be like, that's how I got my, my, like my registration because it's like I feel safer. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's uh-huh. like, I don't, I don't know why. I just, I just love. I just love Tosh and I love what she is. Yeah, it's like that person is probably absorbing either whether it's flack or the difficulty in, in life in general. It, mm. it makes sense. You know, I think I think we all do that. And we're all different people, two different people. Like, I'm a different person to my gran than I am to my grandpa. Oh, really? And I'm a different person with my mum than I am for my uncle. And that's a very normal thing, but I think a lot of us do it sort of unconsciously. And I think for the for you listening you probably do the same but you maybe just don't define it as such mm-hmm. but maybe it's because you do have a very definitive um, thing that you step into because it's so closely linked to your work that mm-hmm. it then becomes more um, apparent or obvious to you so mm-hmm. you might sit thinking am I a wee bit mental sometimes like beat going between these two things and it's um. like actually no it's just that yours are very clearly defined whereas everybody else's I think are done unconsciously it's quite yeah. a it's quite a socially sophisticated thing. Yeah, well, I, like I've got a friend, um, Mark, who works for quite a big agency, and like a modelling agency. Yeah, and he said to say, so he, we were in my house drinking, and he said the same, and I was like, I can be, and he's like, that's really interesting. He says because we try and tell our models if they can mm. do that, and a lot of them can't do that. You know, just switch, switch and on and to, off, yeah, yeah, to keep the two kind of kind of separate. Like you would think, like my life. It's quite um, just normal, very yes, normal. It's very normal, you know. And you wouldn't, it, you you maybe wouldn't expect, like, do you know what I mean? Wouldn't yeah. um, expect that. But my life, especially now, my life's very normal. I like to be asleep for ten o'clock, and I just I don't <laughs> like going out, and I just yeah. like, do you know what I mean? I don't like did the school run that kind of thing. Yeah, that that's um, yeah, that's my life. I see because like I get that because and this isn't about me this is about you but I want to see if you feel the same so some aspects of my life I will be honest are exhilarating whether it's being on TV and then the people who you're kind of mixing with or sitting waiting to go into a radio studio and like Amanda Holden's there and just like alright mate like what's happening those are like kind of surreal and exciting but do you put on like do you need to maybe nah I I am to my detriment probably 
I am I'm just the same person all the time. I mean, don't get me wrong, the way you interact with people, like I was saying, my family stuff changes, but the things I say, the things I do, the way I conduct myself and the way I kind of think when I'm in these situations are always, it's pretty much the same. I mean, if I'm on TV in London, I'll speak. I'll get a lot of texts like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Feeling like what I said to you earlier on about that other thing. People were messaging me going, "Why yeah. you don't talk like that?" And I was like, I know, "Oh, that like, was well, the I'm worst." I'm sitting there next to a fucking politician for London. I can't speak like a wee Ned for North Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Like I have to kind of change the way I express myself. But the thing I was going to say was, with that excitement, then I have grown to love mundanity. Like I just love going to the gym, being in a, being by myself, listening to an audio book, or just doing boring stuff. And because you kind of need that swing back, because mm-hmm. if you, that's not real life. That's not, and you kind of live in that uh, bubble of like excitement. Like I need boring stuff. Yeah, I need to sit and watch documentaries about the Cold War. And oh, that's me. I love. I love stuff I, like and it, so I love that boring stuff. So, do you then find that when you do step out of work, then would that be say, fair to say that you will just even more so go for just? For want of a better term, and it's not a bad thing, but boring, just boring life. Because yeah, boring I, life is great. I said the other day, I said to you, Mrs. Uh, my like, like looking back now on all the stuff, my life's very vanilla now, and not in a bad way. I don't mean like it's boring or it's just. Because if the rest so of the time, if it's sim- fucking double, triple chocolate or whatever, you like, you need you need something to counterbalance it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's it, and it isn't. It's not. It's not a bad thing. I think that, like, you think people just assume I go out all the time or I do whatever, and, and I'm just. I'm not, I can't, do you know, I think I'd done so much of everything when I was younger, yeah. far too young, <laughs> that I'm just kind of content yeah. and I'm happy with, yeah, just go to my bed early if, I, if, if, if they let me. Yeah, I love getting that. that. That's one of my biggest thrills in life. Soon I wake up and go, oh, I had a proper good nine hours oh, sleep. There. I don't get that. Do you know? No. That, I've had kids? three hours sleep last night. Oh, really? Because of this. Uh-huh. See, I, 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 uh, I, uh, the, the older I get, the more boring I get, and the more I love it. And mm. uh, so I'm, I'm like, what will I be like in five years? Like, because I wear slippers in the house and I have a drink. I like a pure old man. I call him my old man shoes. Uh, why the fuck did I just admit that? I don't know what age you are actually. Do you want me to tell you? Well, you what can... age do you think I'm? I don't know. Do you know? See if you type my name into Google. Is it wrong? No, it comes up. If you type my name, it'll come up Sean McDonald. Now you get suggestions. Uh-huh. And it says Sean McDonald Blethered, Sean McDonald Podcast, Sean McDonald Glasgow, Sean McDonald Age. Age? So I wonder if, because I suppose oh. it would be slight, not intriguing, but you'd just be like, I wonder what age that for does. 32. Are you? Uh, All right, okay. I think I can I at least get sure away with 31. If, yeah. I think, no, I, I would have said you were like your late 20s, maybe. I'll, I wouldn't have thought you were. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Um, Back to you. Yep. So you, so you managed to do you manage to kind of break away from that situation you're in then quite simply, or was it more complex than that? No, I can just. Oh, what do you mean? Well, so the the relationship that you were in that was obviously was was not going well. So um, understatement. <laughs> um, I was just I was just a, that whole time of my life was just like horrible, mm-hmm. you know, and I was not Especially a nice, I was not a nice a person. Age. Yeah, and I think the worst thing about it is we were, so the girl he was with at the time, um, we were friends, and but we weren't really friends because something had happened, whatever. But we were, me and the guy were really best, we worked together, we were like best friends, and I right. knew he was kind of mental and I knew he was kind of but he was always so good to me and I was going through a time with stuff with my dad and different stuff and if I needed him no matter what time and obviously he had someone at home mm-hmm. he would come and get me and like look after me and Andy that you, you that um, you speak to about because a lot of people we work together and I've worked with a lot of friends and family and stuff and they all they all say the same like he's so good at He's just. I suppose that's the the trademark yeah. calling card of a narcissist. Yeah, and I knew it? that. And then when I got with him, I lost, I lost everything. I lost my friends. I lost God. my family. I lost. I I just lost everything. And um, yeah, it was just. It was a. Uh, I got in a lot of bother. I was in a hospital. It was I was up at court for it. Fuck's sake. Um, and I think the last, the final straw was. He flung me through a shower screen. Fuck's sake. So what had happened was, and I'd kind of been back in contact with my mum and stuff, and 
loads of times I'd left and I'd tried to leave, but because I didn't have my fa- I didn't have MDLs, that I always kind of had to go back there. I didn't really have an. I'm very stubborn, so I wouldn't admit I was yeah. doing it wrong, or I wouldn't be like, please. Do you feel like you could reshape the situation? Yeah, mm. I feel a lot of stuff could have could have been different, but at the time I was in a lot of medication. I was just I just didn't want mm-hmm. to live basically and and yeah that's probably the hardest thing about it because I've, i took action on that do you know what i mean twice but yeah. the last time was he flung me through a shower screen the shower wasn't working because of that i couldn't go for a shower in the flat that we stayed in so my mum would just text me and was like you can come to ours for a bath if you want she obviously didn't know i don't think she still knows like what was wrong with the shower but she's like you can come to ours for a bath and i did and i remember sitting in the bath and she just texted me and said like along the lines of you know you can always, you can come back here if you need to. There's always a place for you. And something just, like, clicked. Something yeah. just clicked. And I said to my brother, I texted my brother, and I was due to start working a couple of hours, and I said, will you, with your car, because I knew he was going to be at work, mm-hmm. will you come with me to the flat and help me empty the flat? And he was like, yeah, and we drove up. I actually stayed above the Springcroft pub at the time. Right, okay. So we drove... Is that like Bayliston? Aye, aye yeah, because right, he worked... Is that no right guy get shot? Yeah, yeah, Sunday, yeah. Aye. Yep. So, um, yeah, he helped me clear the flat and I just posted the keys. I blocked him. I just left, whatever, and I went to work and I remember him, he came in, tried to beg me. Again, I was just, something just, I don't know, do you know, something just reached, shifted. You like, reached that point. I just, yeah, something just in me shifted and I was like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not coming back kind of thing. He even had his mum in, um, trying to beg, and his mum was so good to me, like, because we stayed with her at the time, so right. she used to phone the police on him God to, to help me. You know, it was like, so she... Like, I love her. I rec- still love her. recognition she, that something was she really She was off. really good. Yeah, because he'd done to her and, you know, he'd done... You, so it was like, yeah. she, without her, it would probably been ten times worse. But, yeah, something just... But I've actually, I've done that twice. I'm kind of... I remember I left someone before and I just, I cleared the flat, like, and just yeah. left and posted the keys and just... It's a, it's a, it's a very uh, admirable type of strength, to be honest. Mm, to be I don't know. To, I just don't feel. I get what I can get that because if you've obviously lived through it all, mm-hmm. and maybe the the end point would seem like a momentary thing as compared to a very long continuous process mm-hmm. or or situation, but to go through all that. Um, and but that there's this is absolutely not a criticism of anybody who has, but that can break a lot of people. Yeah, um, I mean, it, and, and I think it did, and like, and do you know the the worst thing about it? So I was actually I was thinking Nuddy because I hadn't really seen him before. I bumped into him when um, my first daughter was born. I went to Frankie Penny's for food, and he worked <laughs> in it, and he came out working. I was my like, no matter eating, and my brother's facing me, and I'm like, oh my god, like well, we need yeah. to. I wouldn't. I, see, if I, my, I wasn't already eating my food, I probably wouldn't have ate it because yeah. he'd just seen me, and I wouldn't have. I'd imagine that would, have, that would have killed your appetite. That as was, well. but even like my grand's funeral, the the start of so I hadn't seen him in years and at the start of December we we just went into a place for food and he was in there with his mum, his family. What I what I take was maybe his girlfriend and there's there's kids there and stuff and um I didn't want I walked in and I'm like I had a panic attack and I don't usually have panic attacks mm-hmm. and mum's going, It's fine, like you'll be alright and I'm going, I need to I don't want to be here. Like yeah. I really don't want to be here. And then they Does kind your of mum maybe not it. know a lot of detail. Yeah, I right, think okay. She well, she, she, yeah, because no one's really asked me. It's not really a mm-hmm. something that people want to want to talk about, you know. So, um, that's how when I thought about it the other day, and I was getting kind of panic attacks and stuff. I'm like, oh, maybe not, you know, dealt with this properly. But we yeah. sat and had dinner. But then I feel bad because, so I know the situation he's in just now. If that is his missus, that is, it would be the exact same. And then when we were at court that time, so basically what happened was he he lifted. I think it was in the Friday get let out on the Monday. And when he got let out, he got let out to his dad's house. So he couldn't be anywhere near me for four months or whenever the thing was. And I stayed at his mum's house at the time. And he had to... He just went to his lawyer, like, the next day and got his lawyer to change it so he could come back to his mum's. So then he's back in that situation with me. I'm stuck with him. So it was a lot of time before that. And then when it did go to, to... When I was in court, I didn't just say push hard enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and yeah. it get, it get, don't know, thrown out, it right, get okay, whatever right, thingy. So I think 
which annoys me because even I just pushed. There's like things in place now, isn't there? So. Yes, I mean, thankfully. What year are we talking here? Oh. Roughly. Um. More than five years ago, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the law has certainly evolved um, and modernised to to basically. What do you want? Like as a, not as a catch-all, but basically there are far more protections, rightly so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the law really had to catch up. But back then, I, not that long ago, but it seems like a, a million miles away from kind of where we are now. Yeah. Um, God, it's... I see if at any point, because obviously this must be challenging mm. to, to touch back on, see if you think, do you know what? I've had enough of chatting about this. No. We'll move on. But it, it kind of does help to paint, yeah. just paint the picture. You know, cause... Like, like I said, I've never really spoke about it. Yeah. Do you know, like some people know details, but nobody's actually really asked me because it's a really touchy subject. So, yeah. like I said, I've I had, I don't really get panic attacks. I get, like, you know, I get long anxiety. So, yeah. physical symptoms, I don't actually get panic attacks. And then last week when I, I was thinking about it, and I was in bed and I was like, I had a proper panic attack. And I'm like, oh God, maybe. I've not. This is maybe, this is maybe where, see my health anxiety. Mm-hmm. This is maybe which I was thinking is where that's all stemming from because it's with my health anxiety is I need to be in control and because I'm not in control what's happening and I'm not in control of my body. Like in that sense, I can't control yeah. the sensations or getting unwell or anything like that. And that, that I think because the couple of years of my life, I had no control mm-hmm. over anything. It makes complete sense. And I think that's maybe where that's stemming from. What is the anxiety? It's a term that's used constantly, <laughs> isn't it? And I always sometimes think, I know. I'm not not sceptical in any sense yeah. of anybody, but I'm kind of like, I don't understand it fully. Mm-hmm. How what how is that for you? Because you're mentioning their physical symptoms. To me, I thought anxiety meant I think you feel nervous. No, so I don't really get that kind of um, like I said, see like a panic attack, like tight chest and can't really breathe and feel as if I'm having a heart attack or like struggle to breathe. I don't really. That's not really what I get. Right. So I wish I got that because that would maybe be a bit easier <laughs> for me anyway. But yeah. so I so what it's now developed into after my second daughter because I had a, I had a, a health scare. Just put, I had like quite a quite a big health scare, okay. and um, it's kind of just stemmed from that. So I can, and what what I didn't, what is actually kind of put me off. It makes me scared to see sitting a laptop and can I do online like adult work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not really on top of that just now because. So when you're doing that, there's lots of time in between. So fifty people could be watching you at the one time, but mm-hmm. not one person will speak. Right, so you could be sitting there for ages, and people do not even speak, and you're just like, "Give me a bit of banter, like let's just, do you know what I mean, just talk," because it, yeah. it makes my time go quicker. Mm-hmm. Whether you're from pain or not, I just wanna, you know, and they're not, and it's that's weird. Like, yeah, I don't really, but anyway, and that, there's a lot of free time to Google. Yeah. So when I had the health scares, and I would just sit there and I would Google, and I would Google symptoms, and I would Google, and it just manifested and I can it manifests to physical symptoms and I can basically if I if I convince myself I've got something I can pick up the symptoms because I'm well I know I know somebody who did something very similar recently Uh, he'd been having a couple of wee issues I don't want to say stupidly but ill-advisedly went on to Google oh, and convinced and then he fucking started talking about when I get the all clear and all that and you're like mate you stop thinking that way stop even speaking that way because you can so you can probably your body some, often does react to your mind doesn't it, does. it and what your mind is convinced is reality because it's so intense so it started off nothing like I I can I've had every disease or you know um, degenerative disease this whole year I've convinced myself yeah. I've had them all and I've ended up, it's been so bad, I've ended up in hospital because I've had like really bad attacks in my legs. I get, so for me, I get burning. So I'll get burning usually up my arms, so my arms will burn. Right. Um, but that can go on for weeks, you know, because I've just, that get that much adrenaline and that much, yeah. you know, stress that it just, it lingers. Yeah. And then the more you focus on it and the more you worry about it, yeah. oh. the more intense it gets. When I get stressed about stuff, or even like, say something silly, right? Say I've got a deadline and I need to publish something and mm-hmm. I'm a million miles off it, my head and my face starts getting roasting because your body's, ah, you're burning up. And you're, yeah. so I, and that's a sort of brief momentary type thing. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine um, what that must be like on a bigger scale. It, forgive me if this is a 
really personal <laughs> question as well, yeah. but have you considered therapy? I do, I do therapy. Do you go to therapy? I, I really, like, I am a big advocate for therapy. Yeah, me too. Even if you don't have, if you think you don't have any issues at all in life, or yeah. you don't have, like, I love it. It's, it's been quite a while since I've spoken about this because I tend not remember I, I think I said to you that I kind of flinch at the even the words mental health now yeah because yep. it's it's a buzzword that has yeah. become a buzzword and it yes. a I, lot of people play on it yeah I think and people think it's in vogue and it's fashionable and it's uh, really in not. sense of a discussion point mm. whether it's on a podcast or whatever yep. if it comes up organically or naturally I'm always like yeah okay I'll talk about it but I kind of also have said a million times and I'll say it again like. I'm fucking no expert. In fact, I've never actually had therapy. The thing I have done is we have a pal of mine who's very experienced in the field mm-hmm. and uh, we will chat about stuff. And it'll kind of, it's the way I describe it is there are, say, once you kind of open the door, you realise that there's maybe a corner or a pocket of your mind, or for me anyway, that is like all oh, this string that's mm-hmm. all tied up in a total mess. And they're all small wee things and we'll kind of pick things apart. And then I'll, I'll remember, I mean, sometimes it's comical. Mm-hmm. I'll remember something that happened in primary six. And I'll be like, that's fucking bothered me for like since, since then. Or something trivial that somebody said or something that happened or something that didn't go right. And we'll kind of talk about it. And he's not offering solutions. I'm not coming to any great conclusion. But it's kind of laying out and going, yeah, that's what I kind of thought about that. And this thing happened. It's almost like kind of reading off of my own memory script and then what happens is the mind feels a lot clearer and a lot more still um, quite often things will then take its place but it's almost as if you're kind of arranging everything putting it on a table and then walking away and being like that's now going to remain there I'm not going to take that and what's funny is there were things that would pop into my head and it bothered me wee small things and then once I'd kind of chatted about it I now for the fucking life of me can't remember what they are, which is I which is pure comedy because yeah. you're like, how can that bother you for twenty years and now you can't remember what it is? And it so it sort of to me anyway vindicates the whole thing for anybody. Like one of my pals as well, right? Love him like family, and I tell him to his face. I'm like, mate, you need to speak to a therapist because yeah. there is shit that is bothering you that is trivial and it is innocuous yeah. to anybody else, but it obviously bothers you enough yeah. to the point that you'll be annoyed at silly wee things. I used to get pure, I'm still the world's most irritable guy, right? I get just irritated very yeah, easily. Yeah. I just like, I was on the train coming up to London and somebody was eating a box of Quality Street. She's like, you're one of those people. Right, shit like that will wind me up. But other wee things, I used to kind of get dead annoyed at uh-huh. wee things and think, why is that? Because that isn't really my character and I realise it's because there's just all these wee annoying wee things. It's like a stone in your shoe. Like, take it out and yeah. and then keep walking. Yeah. So, so therapy has been a, of a benefit to you. Then. Yeah, like yeah, I would always um, do it. I would. I feel like it's, it's like a it's like a dental health checkup. I think that it is much easier talking to someone who doesn't know anything about you. Yeah, it is, and that's what it's good for. So even if you just kind of having a shit time, or if just anything, even if you're not, just to actually go maybe once a week or once a month and just offload all that shit yeah. that you don't want to burden other people with do you know what I mean and you don't want to it's just getting out and expressing it even write I find writing things sometimes I write things in a note on my laptop I feel better and then delete it oh do you it's just a, it's just a form of expression they, I get told once to which I, d- I did for a short period of time but write so whatever was bothering me write it down and then put it in my sink and burn it alright oh, yeah. yeah I done it a couple of times and then it's probably yeah. a, it's probably something really cathartic in that sense of seeing it. You're like, I've got it out and now it's away, it's gone. Because the way I kind of look at it is emotion has to come out or thoughts have to come out. So if I was sitting watching, uh, right, last night I was watching Dairy Girls, oh, right, right, and I always laugh out loud at that. Now, if I was watching that and I was to try and physically hold in my laugh, I think that would be quite very uncomfortable, so... bordering on painful. Yeah. And if something... If I see something like I'm the most easily, um, I'm, I I become emotional very easily at nice things even. Or if I see something sad, right, I'm like, hey, there's a fucking tears coming. But if I was to try and stop that, that also is kind of painful. And then when you think about it, you're like, well, if I'm really happy about something, I'm desperate to tell somebody close to me. Mm-hmm. So therefore, why when it's, you know, a sort of a feeling of displeasure, why keep that in? Because if that's also going to... Do you think that's but... 
like the whole thing about like guys do you think that because i'd um i wouldn't say that for women but yeah people maybe. I've met, like you know i think women are more easier to just probably go, i mean let it all out which is not a bad do you know what i mean not a bad thing it it's just the way it is and i think more people I think Should. I think men and women are two different species. If yeah, I'm being no, honest, well, like, are, I really yeah, they are yeah. in terms of the way that our brains operate. But then I suppose it's also through a, a hundreds of years of sort of, or maybe even thousands of, I don't know, a placement of identity. This is how you act, and mm. and this is how you as act. I don't know. Um, I think it probably, it's probably for me, there's probably always a lot going on in the surface. Anyway, this isn't about me, this is about you. I know, but I know this would happen because I'm know. just so nosy. I'm yeah. like, Sean, just right, I'll just sit here. Park it, you nosy bastard. <laughs> um, how, so to go, oh God, we've been on for ages, but I really enjoyed that chat. Yeah. It was very natural. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I've got with, with your work, you're doing this sort of chat on just the general chat. How yeah. does that progress? Or what does it progress to? What do you mean? Like, well, so you were just sitting chatting to people with a wig on, but then it kind of right. it kind of develops. Right. So I think it really developed when I so obviously I left that situation. I was back with my mom, so I didn't really do it for a while. I used to do night shift, so I used to for that place I told you I was I worked at when we were driving in here without seeing it. Oh yeah, I right. So yeah. I would then be doing my shift on it because you don't really do anything all right. You just sit there. There's mm. not anything to do. And I would take calls like while I was sitting there. <laughs> so I would be making like 150 or more on my actual shift. Just wow. sitting, right, you know, okay. just talk. Like, do you know what I mean? Just I'd be sitting there anyway, so it kept me awake. And then I think I joined Babe Station Cams online, which was a bit different. But I went down, I, I got asked to go down to, so there was a thing called Red Light. Right. Which is, I think it used to be in TV. Well, it was when I was, I wonder if that I might be totally guessing my mate Kieran Mac and Espy. Do you know Kieran? No. Because no. he was a he was a cameraman for like some oh, of the was he? some in London for some of the Where? Uh, oh I don't know if I'm allowed to sorry, sorry Mark if I've stuck you in there. Whereabouts? Uh, I'm sure he lived in Fulham, but I don't know where I he was. I think worked. this was Birmingham. Right, okay. So that it was, was it was London now. Um so that sure he was in Birmingham. But literally so I got a call and asked if I wanted to go and do it and I says yeah and I was like so it was like a night time so night time's a lot different from daytime TV right, okay. obviously yeah. you, you know less yeah. less on show but this is what I think people don't realise either sorry I'm just going to jump back to this but so see like daytime TV yeah if you're watching it you can obviously see them on the screen you can't hear anything because there's music so yeah. unless you're phoning you won't be able to hear but see people that are phoning you, you can't speak Dirty during the day at all. What? Up until like nine o'clock at night. That's I think it's nine ten. So even though no one can hear apart from the caller, you're not allowed. Wow. Because it's like, so see if another channel kind of phoned in and listened in, they would report you. Right. It's like daytime. So obviously there's no flesh, no show. So How all the calls strange. during the day are, they can't be dirty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've got to be... So people will make the presumption that it's all explicit sexual chat when in it's actual fact not. it's not. It's it's really not, yeah. And like, a, oh, who was it? Aye, that's it. Kevin Bridges, right? I've listened to his autobiography for like mm-hmm. the seventh time. Oh, really? Okay. I got it in 2014, or 2015. No, it was 2014. Mm-hmm. By the way, for anybody that wants a laugh, I oh. highly, highly recommend it. It's so funny. And an unbelievable story as well. But anyway, that aside, he was talking about, um, he's like, I'm writing my book and I'm in this cafe and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, as I sit and write this, or as I wrote yesterday, there was an old man uh, in the cafe as well. And he was sitting himself, having a bowl of soup, looking out the window and he had his napkin tucked into his um, shirt. Mm -hmm. And he said, I felt this overwhelming weight of sadness. Thinking of my own grandparents and wondering, did he have no family? Was he by himself? And he's like, and I just thought about it more and more. And he's like, and it just really hurt me. And I wondered, should I speak to him and whatever? And then he's like, I would have, he's like, I'm just making that assumption. He could have loads of family. And he said, but I would have been far happier if he'd had like a 20 year old prostitute with him. (laughs) Because then I would have been able to look at him him as some seedy old bastard (laughs) instead of some like, uh, lonely old man and he's like so next time like mate if you're in having soup like gonna bring a fucking hooker with you or something I just phone someone cause I, that's what it is but then I got me, that reading that about him got me think thinking about what mm-hmm. you had said as well that it's 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 not just that sort of lonely, lonely eh, 
it's not the seedy side. There's probably a, a loneliness element. There to is it. like a lot of old people, maybe people that have a wife that's disabled, or you know, like passed away. Or, or passed away, or something, or like a carer. They care for someone and they don't really get to talk to other people. I, I mean. So we've went off again and I'm at tangent. So I'll go back to this. I will tell you how it progressed, yeah. right? And then so I flew down at night time to this studio at Birmingham. So yeah. bear in mind, and they just gave me an address to go to, right? So it was in the Did middle. Did they like headhunt you? Kind of. They kind of just messaged me. So it was in the middle of a, like a retail park, right? Right. It was like, and there was a key code to get in the building. And I went in this building and there was nobody there. It was like offices and thingy. Now, like, there's a bed upstairs. So I had to go upstairs and it was like a bed in a cupboard. That's what it was. It was like a bed in a cupboard. Sick. I was myself in this, like, and I'm like, this, I just don't like, I just, I did not like it. Mm. Um, so I couldn't really sleep that night. They came in in the morning because there was no nighttime on that night. And the owner came down and he was really. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. Right, okay. It was uncomfortable. And then I'd done a night show, and then I was meant to stay for another couple of nights, but I just booked a flight home, so and I just came. He he was using that as a vehicle to try and just satisfy his own... Aye, just very... Mm. Yes, he did, but that... So that kind of went off, and then I, I just was online for a couple of years, and then I got a phone call from Ben, who was like head talent, or head talent manager at... Studio 66 right, okay. And then when he contacted me And we'd kind of spoke over I kept saying no Because I was like I just had a baby You know Going down to London For a couple of days It was going to be hard To be like yeah. Babysitting And you know It's just It's crazy anyway Like so um, After a couple of conversations I was like Yeah I'll do it So he paid for me To go down Right They were like You can bring your kids too It's not a CD Like it's a nice And it is it's, It was like a family There was, n- there was nothing CD about it At all mm. Um, that's what I liked about studio. So, well, how does that is that on TV? It was until there's been an issue just, with Ofcom in August twenty twenty two for breach of broadcasting rules. For studio, studio sixty six. Is that because I didn't know? Because see how I stopped, so I came off um, for a good while there, and then I seen everyone was jumping to Babe Station, and I'm like, what's mm. going on? And then it just shut I don't know that if you just googled that or something yeah no it was I, I had seen it earlier so Ofcom had imposed sanctions uh, oh. on them and Studio 66 they were forced to pay a £40,000 fine for breaches of the broadcasting code um, sorry no it was a £15,000 financial penalty um, for breaking real, yeah broadcasting code and TV advertising Um yeah and I think it was basically in the nature of Broadcasting content that went beyond what was deemed acceptable by Ofcom for so that's so the whole Ofcom stuffs like during the day and stuff yeah so I don't know because like I said I wasn't part of it I just seen everyone shifting and I was I was getting ready to come back and I was getting excited to maybe go down and you yeah, know spend yeah. some time because down there it was like I could go away for a couple of days I could just but it was hectic I was literally flew down in the morning free trains to the studio spent my whole time there and it was just straight back again so I never actually. Seen London, yeah. I, don't know, I have seen London before, but yeah, do you yeah. mean I wasn't actually not on the regular? No, it was just like I don't know. You you featured in the uh, ITV two doc, uh, oh, series yeah. with yeah. Olivia Atwood. What was the what was that show? That was, was that, the last time I was down. Yeah, was that her own show or was it? Um, was she exploring the world of sex work? She was exploring the world of. Um, she was born where I sex work. I think I don't actually really know too much about it. So I just got a message to say we're having a shoot. It's going to be on TV. If you want to come down, you'll you'll get the free content out of it. It's like to work with amazing, like yeah. the amazing photographers, and I did. But I obviously signed a disclosure form. Yeah, I'm not actually the only time you see me on it. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you uh, seen it? Uh, I did see it. Yeah, when I'm it was sitting on. in the back eating pizza. No, because I try to look. Because I saw that you mentioned. So for anybody who's unaware, Olivia Atwood. Uh, TV personality, I think she was on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here mm. recently. She was, in, she was on she was Love, Love Island, Island in 2017 and she's in, either engaged or married to Bradley Dack, the Blackburn Rovers footballer. So a prominent media personality of sorts for the reality TV sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had, I don't know if she had like a, a, a series of different subjects, but it was definitely the one I saw anyway was the exploration into sex work and cam models mm-hmm. and OnlyFans and that kind of thing. And yeah, you were in the background. I did look for you, but it was I like, like, I a, like was a, a pub. Tracks it so Darrell's in front getting 
um, interfered with her. I think it's near the end right. on a couch because we were sitting eating pizza. And I'm going like that to her. Oh, she's going to call you over now. Like I'll just kind of, I'll just sit here, and that's what it was. I was just, I had, I put my tracksuit back on because <laughs> I was getting ready to go because my flight. Um, and I was just sitting eating pizza, and I knew that was happening. I said, "If you're going to see me, I'm probably sitting in the background eating pizza." Yeah. And that's exactly what. What is the dynamic with other girls? Is it is it pretty much the same as any workplace where you can have personalities clash, or is there a sense of shared understanding and therefore a wee bit of camaraderie? Oh well, I've never had I've never had a problem. Mm. Like I've always got on um, well with uh, everyone. That's how it's so different because like we could all just be walking about naked like all day. It's not an issue. Like do you know what I mean? In front of each other, whatever hanging. But yeah. like, and that doesn't bother me. You know, that's like another thing. Which whereas sitting here with clothes on just now, it makes me nervous. With having clothes, clothes like, on makes I you nervous. No, no, like I did that care and came out wrong. I would, no, I but would it... just like to stress to anybody <laughs> listening that there's absolutely nothing untoward going on no, here. No, no, but I mean, like <laughs> that doesn't bother me. Yeah, like you know, but yeah, you feel, com- I feel comfortable. Yeah, that's just I feel comfortable. It's probably... Like that's that's weird. That's so not, but it's just it's just the way it is, I suppose, through your experience. But well, we all just got on, and I remember the first time I went down, I was pretty because I'd followed the girls. So studio to me was like the all the girls in studio were like the best, the best girls, yeah. you know, on the TV. Um, and I, I like being at line of work. I'd looked up to them, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to meet them, I'm like, oh my god, you know, can I? My yeah, but. And is that where we're at now? Because do you you do the OnlyFans thing as well? Is that what's what's the driving force there, right? Because oh, I do. Do you not want to talk about no, it? No, no, we can talk about it. But I'm just yeah, I don't. You see, I do OnlyFans, but sorry, yeah, that's a that's really... a catch-all term. Please, you you can define it as you would like. No, no, I don't mean that. I I do do OnlyFans, but I'm not really that invested. Right, as, okay. It's probably everyone else says I used to be, and then I shut it down. Years ago, right. when I had, because I was like probably one of the first people on OnlyFans, because I've been doing it for so long. So as soon as OnlyFans had came out, I was on it straight away. So, and then after that, after I had my first daughter, I shut all that down. And then yeah. at the start of the year, I opened it up again. Not this year, last year. Mm-hmm. And I've just, yeah. I mean, I, I do it, but it's just I'm not as invested yeah. as everyone else in because it's a set a secondary thing. It's just saturated and there's a lot of work needs to go into it and I'm just so busy, you know. I interviewed a girl, American girl. I'm pretty sure she's got a million subscribers on OnlyFans and uh, it was quite a fascinating conversation. It was her publicist got in touch asking did I want to interview her to help promote her podcast and she is like invested in it. And I can't remember if she said to me uh, during the interview or after it, because I kind of kept in touch with her just chatting away and that and um, she was saying that it had become such a success and like this cash cow mm-hmm. but the minute that you take the foot off the gas people just fall yeah. away and she said you become accustomed to the money your mm-hmm. lifestyle becomes accustomed to the money and it becomes this sort of self-perpetuating inescapable cycle mm-hmm. like I think see so during Covid yeah like creators went up like 75% something yeah, crazy because that. people weren't working and people like I said just seen it as easy money to kind of jump on and it and it can, if you put in the 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 work it can be and if a lot of it now is so obviously you can promote yourself online but a lot of it now is like um like telegram like group chats with other girls or all that stuff yeah. so someone posts something everybody goes on repost it shit it's like there's a lot of networking there's a lot of work in it you know mm. to, to grow it and for me I just don't have the the yeah I'm so busy with everything else yeah. and I just must get a bit exhausting as well it does because people then just expect you to be and it's like not needy I don't mean that but you know people just expect from you and you know, they'll, they'll see that as transactional and they probably expect far more in return than what they actually give well a lot of people do so that that's another thing so everyone's levels are different mm. my levels aren't that um how do I describe it without saying my le- like see it do you feel that you're above it I don't think there's anything wrong with no, I don't like. I mean, the, the stuff. So obviously, people sell videos and do right in terms of the the, the, like, the how explicit of, the content would be. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. I've never so really had to be... ex, from extreme to um, yeah, sort of more. I've never had to be yeah that. So my thing mostly, like I says, was um I like to 
striptease. That's what I like to do. <laughs> that, but, do you know what I mean? And I'm good at that. And that's what I like to do. Yeah. And I've always done that. And people enjoy that. So, but then there's just that many, and like people doing it now in a lot more explicit content yeah and a lot people's prices are really low they'll sell which if that works for them like i'm not you know um like good for you do you know what i mean if you're making good money from that yeah. and that's that's you but there's that's me and uh, you know it's it's kind of harder now to yeah. kind of it's a complex subject in it and it's certainly one that's not without its consequence and ramifications and we had spoken about this previously haven't we that it's it is in a sense it is then eternal, it's permanent. And people maybe put stuff out there and then yeah. think, oh, I kind of wish I could take that back. You can't. Yeah, that's what worries me about people just jumping in. So I know, like, younger people, and they just think it's easy money and they jump in and then they do it and then they instantly get it. Whereas I, I don't mind what I do because I, I had, so see, years ago, I had a really bad experience with a pretty well-known classical photographer. And see from that day on so I never used to show anything like when I used to webcam from home and stuff like can I you write said, the name now you don't need to say, say it but it, you can you? write it um, so I'll just continue to sort um, of narrate this so you had this bad experience with this photographer mm-hmm. oh I, how did I fucking know that, did you know that? of did course you know I did I, of course right, I did so, I, so would, all your, would all my suspicions mm, be correct yeah oh, so I left hell. I left there feeling violated really yeah. badly and I, as soon as I left I was like you because it was on the Susp- a suspect character it was like it's the most obvious it thing it was meant to be like headshots and kind of more that kind of stuff and then it, eventually I was like completely naked and that wasn't that wasn't the agreement that, but then you're in that situation you know and obviously I left there and I'm like I was with that person at the time and I'm like um if he finds out about this I am um, I'm dead like you yeah. know and I remember leaving and I messaged him and I says look that wasn't the, the agreement um I need you to delete all that content and obviously no one he'll not delete no, you know no, what I mean? yeah. he's not going to delete that comment but see from that moment forward that like descended do you know what I mean like that made me so now I'm in control, so it's like, like I said, I like to be in control, so yeah. I don't mind doing it because I'm in control of the, obviously people can share it and do whatever, but I've done that, I've done that well known. Yeah, that's, you, you've you've decided the level of whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I've not had someone take my clothes off. And See that, the name you just gave me that? Mm-hmm. Since, God, since I was about 18, I would look and go, why are these people doing anything with this character? He's so, he's like, does all kind of... I know, don't say know, too much because you no. can get jigsaw identification, but yeah. fuck me. Yeah. Not good. No, um, I'm actually, yeah. Yeah, actually what? No, I just, because it actually came up the other day on my, one of the pictures came up on my Facebook oh, really? memories, yeah, and we're no longer friends, so. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, interesting. So there, there is a, there's definitely a dark side as well. There's probably, no, there is. There's the, there is the opportunity for people to sort of manipulate. Take advantage. Yeah. And I think a lot of girls maybe just like the idea of it and they'll go themselves or they'll do whatever and it's just not, you should never go no. anyway, like anyway yourself. And that's, see the, photo- like, so there's like 90 days to so see the photographers I've worked with in London, like, with studio. Yeah. Wow, they're like... Professional. They're a different level. It's fun. We're all fun. It's yeah. friends and family. They're not, they would never make you do anything you weren't comfortable with. They would never tell you to, you know, um, it's just more yeah. chilled. With, um, there may well be people that are listening to this and who have thought they would like to do the same. Um, what would your advice be for them? They wanted to go down a similar route. I would never put it, I would never say no, don't, because it's obviously you, but I would just say expect to work hard. Yeah. It's, yeah, it and does look like easy money of... and it's not, and be aware, you know, of stuff like that. It's not, it's not all glam. I'm like kind of desensitised to a lot of, a lot of stuff I now. Bet. And just be prepared for it like so stuff will be out there if you're prepared for that that's fine you shouldn't ever regret I don't believe in regretting things but just be aware have you ever had any sort of alarming incidents the look in your face suggests yes were you, were you talking about like phone calls or just in um, general? Because well, I, I was thinking about that kind of phone call that I spoke to you about, and oh, you were right. like, "No." If you if you want to share that to give people mm. the, the reality, but do you I know, know what? But it's, we it's we might brutal. I, yeah, know. I, I think yeah, I think um, 
do you know what we won't put yeah. listeners through that because that's a very it's not a nice no, thing no it's not but that's but like then so you know how yeah. how brutal that can get and that yeah. guy was actually the one of the callers who phoned that Olivia Atwood on that because I recognised his voice straight oh away oh my god straight away like imagine Deranged. Um yeah that's the sort of thing you're up against so those are the definite downsides of the job mm-hmm. Um what was the smoke sauce thing because you never told me that <sighs> did it not cause a bit of revulsion shock and or because uh, everyone just assumed it was sexual because if like what I do is like a smoke sauce I'm like really like do you know what I mean who's doing that I know right. there will be people doing that right, but so what who is, is so when you when I had to think about that time in my life so basically what happened was me and that guy had yeah. um, come home from drinking in Glasgow one night and we stayed like free up in a flat so we'd let the dogs out right. and I don't know what happened but he came out and he picked I've got a chihuahua called Maiden who's still with me now <laughs> and he picked him up and just launched him through the air what? can't remember what happened right so Maiden landed right, no, Gardens down I don't know where he landed right so out a window no he was like down but just picked him up and nah, just launched them over gardens, that's, right? That's uh, serial killer. Yeah, generally serious, that's, that's what, serial killer behaviour. That's what you used to do. You used to take stuff out of the dog. Evil, like. evil, evil. So. Evil. What had happened was, and it was like, it was so dark and it was pissing in. We were really drunk. I was really drunk. So Maiden had obviously been flung, ran away. Couldn't find him. Couldn't find him. So I'm running about the street shouting, Maiden, Maiden, under cars, screaming like a banshee. And I'm, I'm screaming at him. I said, Steve, I don't find him. Like, like I'll never forgive you. Like just fine. So should be in prison. I just had a I just had a, a thought in my head that he loves smoked sausage. So I ran upstairs and I got the smoked sausage out the packet and I came down and I'm running about the street with a smoked sausage under cars and Vigies trying to get the dog out to like come and um I couldn't find him and I just thought I'll go to the back door because the the way the gates were he could probably get round the back. So mm. I went to the back and I found him. He was like soaking whatever. And as I've came in the back door loads of police just walked through the closed door, right? So I'm like, I'm drunk and I'm just like, I'd find my dog, I was like totally, and I'd walked upstairs, but they followed me. And I'm like, why are you following me? And there was like eight or nine of them. There was like riot vans and everything. So I went into the house and I shut the door behind me. And next minute, (laughs) they just walked in my flat. And I'm like, why have you just walked in here? It's like, we can walk in wherever you want. I'm like, no, you can't. Technically you can, but it's probably for the best that they did. Well, for who? For you? No, because I was the one that ended up getting huckled and what? Like, I, they they jumped me. I thought that was for your safety. They realised that there was something going on. No, so somebody phoned the police because they had loads of shouting in the street, but it was me shouting for my dog, like, and obviously mm. shouting at that guy because I was like, I'm, you know, um. So they came through the door and sh- I'm I'm getting smoked sausage in my hand and they're telling me to drop the weapon. I'm saying it's a smoked sausage, right? <laughs> Fuck off. And I swear to God, right? And I, they're like, just drop it. And I'm like... What about this? Satiate your hunger to I'm death, just, you fucking idiot. I'm just like, fuck off and get out of my house. Like, what are you doing? So I turned around and walked away. And next minute, see what you see like on the telly of somebody getting like... No way. Jumped. They, they literally jumped me. And they were on my back and it they cuffed like me. Sounds like I got jailed outside Pasha in Barcelona. They, they cu- does it? Did you? Yes, they, I've they told the story before. Oh, have you? I don't need to listen to shit. They cuffed me. Right and like drag me in the living room and they're just telling me to calm down. I'm like, calm down. Like, I was calm until you fucking jumped at me. Jump over a smoked sausage. Like, how's that? Why did that even happen? But anyway, that's basically what happened. But there was like nine police and there was one woman. I just remember there was one woman and that night I feel as if she had felt as if she had to show an example or make an impression because she was the only woman in the thing and she was hot she was horrible like she kept see every time I answered her back she kept tightening the cuffs no way tightening cuffs and I remember the guy and I'm going like that and I'm I'm getting dead angry because I'm like get her out of this room can you use you guys are lovely I'll do with you can you and she's like I'm not tainting guys I'm not leaving this room and I'm like oh like <laughs> I was honestly I probably no wonder I get I get fine because I was so angry like yeah. you know it Oh, whatever that. had happened and I got I got a fine I like I got like a is it 60 80 pound beach of peace fine and that's terrible all over us for trying to find my dog in, in the street hmm. that's like that's good. just that's what made me think of it I'm just like what was that all about you know like how did that even happen yeah oh well an example of good police in there mm. um in terms the you know your current type of work is not the only thing you you do 
mm-hmm. you get quite an astute businessman. Talk me through the two businesses quickly, if you don't mind. Because mm-hmm. so, I would like to personally endorse one of them because oh, I love you? it. Yes. So I have Apex, A- as you know. Apex meal prep. Apex meal prep. Fucking and... amazing. <laughs> Do you like them? I really, really, really do. What one was your favourite? Um, well, I've I've only had two so far. Uh-huh. I had the chicken milanese with spaghetti, uh-huh. unbelievable, and I had the uh, uh, creamy chicken Cajun, Cajun pasta. pasta. I actually had the garlic bread with that. Oh, did you really? Okay. And uh, but and, and not not even like so I would never endorse anything that I don't like or mm-hmm. I'm not into. I get sent stuff all the time. If I don't think it's good, I'm not going to mention it because I didn't ask anybody to send me. But this for me, like. I have got the tendency to just eat hunters and when I'm trying to I, this term might not mean anything to anybody but I'm in a cutting phase when you're trying to bring your body fat down mm-hmm. while maintaining as much lean muscle as you can it's not easy and I get starving and I'm like just add another 50 grams of rice in there or just have whatever and it can become quite tough so see having the meals because you've got the protein, carbs and fat and calories on there yep. and it's just easy and it's convenient and the food tastes amazing I can't believe how big the tubs are as well, there's so much food in them, and uh, I it's it's um, it's what it's working wonders for me. I'm absolutely loving it. So the food is incredible. I've also got, I think, sort of spicy beef rigatoni. I've got a chicken and mash, and I've got a chicken and peppercorn, chicken mash. and peppercorn mash, and I've got a lasagna. A lasagna. One. And uh, oh my god, so good! I can't wait to go up the road and have my food and you microwave it, and it just tastes You're so fresh. I know. I'm going to actually just probably run out of here soon and just go and have something to eat. So I Apex, amazing. Yeah. And you can find it at Apex underscore meal prep. And uh, speaking as a fat idiot myself, for okay. you listening, you can trust me, the food is incredible. Thank you. Thank what, you. What's the other one? Uh, I have an events company. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. What I do weddings. Events? Wow. Yeah. Well, you you, you organise full yeah. weddings? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Would you have thought that? You seem so surprised. I think just because they're all so... It's so stressful. None of them seem to be linked in any way. No, I've just like... um, um, Branching it. I just like like to have a bit of everything. Okay. Have you done any weddings recently? Uh, No, but I've got one next weekend. Wow. So, but a lot of my weddings and stuff are... So, I work with another company in Edinburgh, so we kind of... Which she's got, and we've got we kind of combine. Yeah. So I'm mostly in Edinburgh. Like, I can drive about Edinburgh much better than I can drive about Glasgow. Really? Like, yeah. Driving in Edinburgh is a fucking uh, nightmare. I think it's so much easier. I uh. think it's just because I'm used to it. Everything changed. Like, I had to go to the Corinthian maybe a couple of months ago yeah. and it was a nightmare. Try to get parked. Just, like, because it's all bus lanes uh, and yeah, stuff's no. changed. Well, and... yeah, there is that, if you know them. In Edinburgh, I just go the same route every time along uh, George Street and into... Fuck, what's that? St James's Quarter. That's just where I park every time and then back out again to get back towards Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I struggle. All right, so you're in Ed- Edinburgh, boy. Mm-hmm. That's cool, though. Yeah, I like to stress myself out. Working. I like to keep... Um, I'm good at invest. I'm good at saving money investments. So I don't squander right, money. Okay. I like to. Do you want to be my fucking financial manager? Then <laughs> I do. I, I like. I, that's just what I like doing. I like just. I don't spend. That's what I, need. I don't spend, spend. I need somebody in my ear. That's what I like about the money I've made. So see the money I made from if I work online or yeah. I do whatever. Like a lot of people would maybe just squander it and spend it on stuff, big things and yep, whatever. Whereas I, I, I save and I put that into something and then I wait for. I watch that. Grow, grow. So very, know. very strategic mindset. Yeah, I like, I enjoy doing that. And so again, I mean, I don't mean this, and I think it, let's just be honest. People will make the assumption that people doing the, any type of sex work are, are uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I don't want it to sound as if they're my words. They're not. People will make assumptions that won't always be positive. But in actual yeah, fact, you, you tend to find like so the 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 woman M the French author yeah. that I interviewed mm-hmm. who works as a stripper not daft at all in fact really switched on and I tend to find that everybody from that type of world I'm, from that world that I meet they're always thinking 10 steps ahead and it's like you're probably smarter than all of us put together yeah. um, but aye there are, there are just assumptions that are made yeah because you can only do that for I mean you could probably there's obviously a market for there's a market older, for everyone. there's a market you know, there's for a market my feet for, well, I get messy that's, I see the mess. that's the number one thing the number one fetish on Pornhub makes you want to be, makes you want to be sick I don't get it do you want to know a funny one so back in uh, 2016 right I was at my gym gym in Barcelona and I put a picture up and I was at like this pool mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And somebody, so well, somebody, my foot was in it, right? And somebody tweeted saying, uh, "Can I buy pictures of your feet?" And I was like, "Make, make me why I actually vomit." And I just blocked him. Oh, did you? So three years later, right? I, I had uh, I had like loads of things coming up. I had a stag doing Ibiza, and I was constant all over the place. And I was like, "How the fuck am I going to pay for this?" And I tweeted, <gasps> but not. No. Did you? Did you do it? Stop, did you sell pictures of stop, your feet? Stop! 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 Just you stop speaking, please, because people are going to think that is the truth. Mm. No, I never. Mm-hmm. But what I did, so I had blocked this person. But in 2019, I tweeted saying, "Fucking hell, got loads of stuff coming up." By the way, if that guy for a few years ago wanted to buy pictures of my feet, get in touch. Joking, I made it clear I was joking. Right? I yeah. can't believe, I remember what I said. About a minute later, he tweeted me saying, "All right, if I new account, DM me, I will buy." And I was like, "Is this person just watching me at all times for the?" Like, I was like, "That there's a three year gap, and this person straight away, straight away looking me. for your feet." Mental. Some I get some fucking mental messages like as everybody does, like DM, Instagram message requests are a dark and wild mm. place. I tend not to look at them. Mm. The only time I didn't, it was when I posted the smoked sausage thing and that's what it all was. It was all kind of sexual. Oh, I'm like, what is uh, wrong with you? Yeah. Like, not, you know. I said, what's wrong with me? I thought it was going down that line as well. But I think it was the way the story was presented. I thought there's got to be this sort of element to it, but I know, obviously not. Just, uh, but that's just people assuming, you know what I mean? Like, no, assuming it. that it would be performing sex acts and a smoked sausage. That's... Yeah. No, I didn't think it was that. Mm. I thought it was someone asking, I don't know. Oh, I don't like, know what oh, I thought, maybe, right, like a okay. request. I put, yeah. yeah, I've had weirder requests. No, yeah. and if I thought it was that, I just wouldn't have asked. Um, don't worry. This is, I've really enjoyed this. I know, it's been fun. Do you um, think, has it been cathartic? Uh, yeah, this could be therapy. I've really enjoyed this. Well, it'll be £900, please, for your cheek. <laughs> no, it was quite good. I've, um, yeah, fairly enjoyed that. I was quite, um, yeah, nervous. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I hope I I've made you comfortable. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Well, it's been great. I think we've probably shed a, shed some light and maybe some misunderstandings or sort of preconceived notions that people might have had about about what you do, even even as you as a as a person. Yeah. But you're just a Would very. Would you like? So we've obviously spoke for quite a while. Yeah. Do you were you surprised when you seen me and the things that I said? Because obviously we've spoke, but it's been kind of just like banter or about football or yeah. You know. Would you and, and, have any and your partner Jamie slaughtering my golf swing as well? Oh, top golf! I know. I still need to get there. It's really, that. really good. Top golf is brilliant. Um, Mark Snell will sort sort you out. He's the top man. Um, I, am I surprised about what we've spoken about? Um, no, I didn't make. I don't have any sort of judgment. In fact, I was telling somebody yesterday um, that I was going to be interviewing you. I just gave you a description. Yeah, and they said. <laughs> quite a part of the merging there isn't there stripper last week and uh, mm-hmm. cam model this week and I was like aye yes the pattern being that I certainly wouldn't judge anybody based no. on on their job or what they do and I think it was meant tongue in cheek but there was a bit of meaning behind it and mm-hmm. I was like no nah, well, maybe this is exactly the reason why we should have I should be having these episodes because I don't care if you work as a stripper or whatever you do like it's none of my business and it certainly doesn't define you as a person so I didn't have any sort of Ideas. I didn't think. I mean, a lot of the things we've spoken about are a surprise to me, and probably will be to people that know you as well. Yeah. Um, yes, but I, yeah. all I see is a, a very nice person, a good mum, and uh, a hard-working, astute businesswoman. Oh, thanks, Sean. That's, You're welcome. That's, that's another fifty pound, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's been it's been great. So thanks again yeah. for, no, for coming. Thanks. thanks for having me. And I hope you listening have enjoyed this slightly different episode, and we'll be back next time with another episode of Blethered for you to enjoy. Cheers. Blethered was written and produced by Sean McDonald in association with The Big Light. Music and post-production by Brian McAlpine and for more information, go to thebiglight.com. If you like this podcast, please check out all our other series including Talk Media, Natural Wonders, You Could Start a Fight in an Empty House, Talking Derry Girls, Brave Your Day, The Tartan Noir Show, Double Scotch, Great Scott, Trust Me I'm a Leader, Unearthed, A Sonic Hug and Old School. All on the Big Light, Scotland's podcast network. From the Big Light Studio.